Welcome back to The Perfect Storm in Business. I'm David Wolf here with Terry Ostroviak, and we're joined today by Gary Crowder from Smith Frozen Foods. Terry? Thank you very much, David. Good morning. Uh, yes, I, we do have a, a special guest with us. His name is Gary Crowder, and he's the CEO of a company called Smith Frozen Foods in the northern part of Oregon. And uh, it's a pretty large company in the food industry doing frozen foods for various organizations in itself, not seeking publicity for itself, but uh, working very often just in the background of packaging foods and, and shipping it, uh, distributing it worldwide. Mm-hmm. So, Gary, why don't you just tell us very briefly a little bit about your company and uh, maybe tell us a bit about the people that you have in it as well, maybe the makeup of the people. How many millennials or Y Y generation or even Z generation people you have in the company? Good morning. Good morning, Terry. Um, Smith Frozen Foods has been in business for 97 years. It's been held in the Smith family for those years. And we're here in a couple of years. We'll be celebrating 100 years of business. We process frozen vegetables that we do, as you said, ship all over the world. Um, We produce about 10 to 15 percent of the U.S. domestic uh, frozen vegetables that we specialize in. And we're just getting ready to start our seasonal processing, which goes from about Memorial Day through Thanksgiving. And we produce uh, frozen peas, corn, carrots, lima beans, and we just uh, two years ago started processing frozen onions. Well, that's a, that's a big portfolio. <laughs> How many people do you have in your organization to do this job? So we employ about 250 or 300 year-round, and then we hire another 300 people to help us get through the seasonal process. So in that makeup, um, we do have a lot of uh, XY generation millennials that, that work for us. Okay. And I, I'm, in fact, we're making a distinction today. Uh, about X and Y, and of course, uh, you, you probably got a couple of baby boomers as well from 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 that period. But what I'm interested in in talking about, uh, uh, David mentioned a, mo- a moment ago, uh, the X, uh, the um, the perfect storm. Today, Gary, we're going to be talking about uh, Y generations mainly and Z generations as compared with uh, X generation uh, uh, people or, or young people. And even baby boomers, and I said uh, there probably are a number of of baby boomer managers that you've got in your organization, and you may eventually be getting to a point where you've got a lot more uh, Y generation people sort of taking responsible positions, maybe becoming managers or supervisors of some kind. And uh, I want to wanted to find out from you what you see as the differences in the generation gap, let's call it. So maybe you could talk a bit about that for us. Okay. I'll, Smith Frozen Foods is made up of a lot of baby boomers. It's one of the things, uh, once someone has usually started working for us, we have a significant amount of people that are baby boomers. And we know in the next five to 10 years, most of those baby boomers will be retiring from Smith Frozen Foods. And we've been bringing in the next generation. We're on the fourth generation uh, in the family that's working inside the company. And as we look at the the next generation of people that are coming, probably the biggest concern is, is in the, in the agricultural space, 
a lot of times uh, people have been used to working long hours. When the products are ready to be harvested and processed, you have to be ready to work no matter when that is, no matter what day. Uh, you know, vegetables don't come off based upon a clock. They come off based upon what Mother Nature deals us deals for us. The next generation, I would say, is they're, they're a lot more committed to having their time off and um, they, you know, they're, they're not interested in overtime. When I was a kid, I always was interested in getting as much overtime as I could. And as we look at this next generation, the people don't even want the overtime. They want to work their 40 hours or even less than 40 hours. And so it's starting to become where we are short of employees, um, we now have to find even more employees as we find people are not willing to work uh, much more than 40 hours because other things become more important to them. Their family, their social life, their ability to relax. Um, work isn't the most important thing to this next generation. Wow. So that's, I mean, when you're talking about the next generation, it's almost skipped out. The, the whole X generation has moved on to the Y generation. It seems to be a Y generation concept that. Is that true? I would say so, yes. I think the uh, X, they still have work ethic and we have, you know, a group of them that are there. And, you know, they're growing up in the business world was around the baby boomers that worked long hours. So those were the examples that they were looking at. And so they're willing to put in their time and stuff. But when we start jumping to the next generation, we're, we're seeing fewer and fewer of them want to work any kind of uh, long hours. They want to come in, be done in eight hours and go home. Wow. <laughs> and in a business like yours, where, you, where, where there's no choice about getting the job done, I mean, you're working uh, shifts, even night shifts, I imagine, uh, as well at the moment, right? Yes, we run, uh, we get, we're starting to run 7, 724, so there is, there's really no break, and we need people year, not year-round, we need people uh, around the clock to work for us. Yes, yeah, a full 24 hours, yes, because uh, it's a very delicate operation, freezing food and making sure that um, there, there, there are no there are no harmful effects of, of just leaving things. That's right. We uh, we freeze it fresh, and so we need right. to make sure that it's at the prime of its uh, freshness when we freeze it. And so there's not any we, we don't have any time to delay or just say, well, we'll come back tomorrow or after the weekend to process it. Right. Okay. And what effect does that have on the managers? What sort of pressure do they have in ensuring that they can sort of corral their team together and uh, and and make sure that everybody's on the same wavelength? Uh, you know, when when they know that that some of these Y generation groups are not overly excited or not passionate about that. They're not trying to earn extra money and work through the night. For instance, not that they would work through the night, but you'd have different shifts for that. But um, what effect does it have on the on on, on management um, to to ensure that everybody's on the same wavelength? Well, I'll just say our managers are extremely hard workers, committed to the business. They know what it takes to freeze vegetables um, yes. to to be available whenever they need to be available. Uh, they tend to get the job done regardless. But what we see is more undue stress on the managers and frustration on the managers as, as they struggle to find 
employees, but employees that are willing to, you know, will work five tens or six tens in order to get the process done. They. So, so what sort of adjustments, Gary, do they need to make with this generation? They can't ignore the fact that more and more uh, millennials or Y generation people are coming into the workplace, and these are the people that they're working with. What sort of challenges have they got to to sort of make these people feel that they are being incorporated? And um, you know, what? How do they go about that? Well, I think you use the word feel. Feel is uh, something. Typically, you know, if you look back at management styles and yes, and historically, where you know people were more, uh, you may have in a, in a manufacturing environment, there may be people who raise their voice or um, are a little more demanding and stuff. This next generation, they they want to feel good. They want people to acknowledge them. They want to be told that yeah. they want to be appreciated. Um, right. They they want it takes a lot more hands on uh, with with this next generation to let them feel like they're important. Um, they're not interested in working for somebody that's going to raise their voice at them, somebody that's going to not be friendly to them or say good morning to them in the morning. Though they may you know have five huge fires they need to get ready and put out because of whatever a machine broke down or you know someone didn't show up to work or. There, whatever the whole gamut of problems that you get in a manufacturing environment and the, the uh, baby boomer type manager is not interested in saying good morning. They're, they're interested in getting the job done. And so they have to step back a minute and say, you know, I, I need to acknowledge them and say good morning to them. It only takes, you know, 30 seconds or whatever to say good morning to a group of people and welcome them for the day versus just saying, you know, put on your boots and let's get to work. Uh, just a little bit of an acknowledgement that you, let's let's uh, we can we can get the same thing accomplished, but we don't have to always look at what we've always done. There are different ways of motivating and and getting a group engaged in the workforce. Well, I mean, you you really hit the nail on the head over there. You know, and it's interesting that you say that. I remembered one time when I was in working in Europe, um, I, I worked with a, with a young man in the Netherlands who suddenly found that uh, that a French company had bought their operation and they were in uh, in uh, uh, French fries, or that's what you'd call them, French fries. That's what they did in packaged French fries. And he said, all of a sudden, uh, you know, he, 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 he was the marketing guy and he would have to go off to, to Paris every now and again and talk with them. And he said he was amazed to see that when the managers came in in the morning, the very first thing that everybody did was they moved around from office to office saying good morning to everybody so that everybody knew that they existed. <laughs> and that's the exact opposite to what you're talking about right now. So it's not necessarily even a generation gap. It's a culture gap just across the board. Definitely. And yeah. So when we talk about a perfect storm, you know, you were trying to put two generations with completely different mindsets and different cultures uh, in place uh, and getting them to cooperate. And obviously, there's some adjustments that need to be made. And you've, you've summed it up beautifully. So from uh, you've told us what the managers need to be doing, and they need to be more feeling oriented as opposed to thinking oriented. Um, I'm going to just relate to a book that I that I've recommended for over 20 years now called Parent Effectiveness Training, and I really don't mean to be demeaning and saying that, uh, that you know that we're talking about parents talking to children, but that really is the reality. This generation wants to be treated like adults, not like children, 
And so uh, if we've got a, a, an, a, an environment in an organization that is parent to child, that's not going to work with this generation. It has to be adult to adult. Now, that doesn't mean to say you let people get away with murder. It doesn't mean to say that there's a, uh, any break in uh, quality of product or product or productivity or services being provided, but it's a different way of achieving the objective. And in talking with a lot of millennials today, this is what I find they want. They want meaning and purpose. Uh, in the old days, uh, people from uh, the baby boomer generation were not interested in meaning and purpose. It's like my grandfather was used to say to me, you can't do what you like. You've got to like what you do. Well, hell, that didn't go down. But that's ages ago already, and here it is. But it's staring us in the face today. And that when we talk about a perfect storm, this is the perfect storm. It's a it's a big clash of of generations that's going to make it very hard very hard for people to to operate effectively. So here's the question: What are young people coming into, um, let's say, older generation environments? What do they have to learn or do that might make that transition uh, into organisations that maybe came out of the baby boomer era? Um, what do they have to do to fit in and inject themselves more easily into the process? And then we'll talk about what the managers have to do, which you've already explained. So tell us about that. Well, here's where I see a problem that we, um, I think for the last number of years, you, you, you think about a baseball team or, or let's just use Little League Baseball as an example. Yes. Um, even though we, we do go through and we have playoffs and we have a championship team at the end of the season, everyone gets a trophy. So everyone feels good. And <laughs> so in the workforce, so they come out of, you know, playing five or six years of little league or whatever sport they're doing and they're getting a trophy on everything. And so they come in thinking that they're a champion. And what I see is that the young generation need to do is they need to go over and beyond. There's so much opportunity for this next generation to rise, but they can't be a manager the first day they step on a job. They need to learn. They need to have patience. They need to take the time to understand the business. They need to take the time to um, be taught by this older generation that are full of good information, resources, they know how to run the business. If they allow someone to be their mentor, then they could go anywhere they want in this world because we do. We're, we need this next generation to help us out, but they can't be in charge day one when they show up on the job and they've been used to always feeling good and everyone is equal and they need to be able to say, you know what, I'm, I'm going to stay a little longer when I go home tonight. I'm going to read a book or I'm going to do a little research or I'm going to think about the job for a little bit so that I can, when I, write, when I come into work the next day, I can interject a new idea or suggest something new and not be upset if their idea is not used. Yeah, that's that's kind of the change of culture. Whereas, whereas they're probably expecting to be thought of as the heroes, bringing new ideas into the business and expecting we everybody to jump and just do the things that they suggest. And that's probably the reason that uh, that workforces are changing um, every 15 or 16 months right now with, with the younger generation. And the reason is because they don't feel appreciated or they don't feel that they're growing and developing. That's, that's what they tell me. 
So, I would agree, uh, Terry. I'd agree with yeah. that, Terry. Also, you know, if we look back over our careers, yes. we always wanted to make sure we had a job and we were supporting our families. And, you know, we didn't want to come home to our wife and say, you know, I think I'm going to change careers. We always made sure we had a good job, that we were supporting our family. And generally, we would not switch jobs until we already had another job in place. So we, we didn't have a lot of time gapping our employment. Today, they're very mobile. You know, job security is, and maybe they're just so used to having whatever they want, they're just so used to moving so rapidly from one job to the next. Yeah, and, the, and there are jobs available as well, I imagine. So it's they easy are. for them to move. Yes. And, you know, I don't want to sound negative on the generation. I'll just say, you know, we can't do it without them. And neither can any company do it without this next generation. They're, they're a group of very highly intelligent kids. Um, but at the same time, they just need to be willing to have patience and wait for the promotions to come. They need to have patience to move up the corporate ladder because there's so much opportunity for these, this next generation that they'll be able to accomplish anything they want. Yes, yes. Uh, that's that's exactly the way that I see it as well. So these are the challenges. So you, you've given a couple of clues there uh, as to what needs to be done. One of them is to be patient. That's a vital element. I didn't think of it specifically like that. The other one is to grow and develop and see the business not just as an eight to five uh, exercise and then at five o'clock you go out and do what you really want in life. Why not make the job an exciting experience as well and uh, and, and feel that that's a, a, a real significant part of our lives? Maybe that's something that they're not doing. They just look at that as kind of intervention in their, in, in, in their lives that, that they have to do because people work to get money, but uh, they want more than that. And so maybe the managers – I mean, I've been, I've been coaching some of the people uh, in different organizations at the moment, and uh, it becomes obvious to me that the older generation, particularly the baby boomers, um, are thinking about retirement. <laughs> They're not willing to put in a lot of time and effort in coaching and mentoring their, their staff. Maybe that's a, an area that they need to be working on as well. So we've been testing it out recently, even even in your organization. We, we, we were testing it out the other day. And uh, I got one of the managers to start going around far more regularly with the staff and teaching them teaching the younger generation about how things work how in, in a refrigeration plot. How do things work in the refrigeration plot? And the report back to me was, well, people seem to be pretty excited about that. They need to, get to, to learn from those experiences. Not the manager says, do this, follow me, watch me. And they're sitting around watching the managers work rather than being totally involved and being engaged in the job. That's important in the whole process. Absolutely. So um, I think, you know, those are the sorts of things that need to be done. All right. So sum it up for us, uh, Gary. What um, I mean, when we talk about including young people, just put in a nutshell for us. What is the what are the major issues that need to be looked at and resolved at this point? Well, I think if we look at the older generation, we need to be ourselves a little more tolerant of this next generation that's coming in. We right. need to explain to them why we do what we do. 
where our generation, a lot of times we would just say, hey, go get this done, and we go do it. This next generation likes to know why. Uh, if we take the time and have a little bit more patience, um, yes. if we're, you, you refer to that parent effectiveness training, you know, yes. they, they want to be treated like adults. We need to treat them like adults. We need to um, help them understand. Uh, we need to recognize them. And just like any of us, we all want to feel good and feel good about ourselves. And just a little bit of time to let these people uh, recognize that you appreciate that they're there at work. Just simple thank yous or acknowledging or asking them how their day or how their son or daughter did in a baseball game or whatever it may be, or their newborn baby, just show a little bit interest. And it's not uh, always yes. have to be work. We just need to just recognize that they are people and they are valuable. And as we do that, I think we can gap the two generations together and, and move forward and, and uh, for the long term. Yeah, that's exactly. Yeah, I, I I had forgotten about that element of it, engaging people and getting to know them, not just as worker bees in, in, in the organization in order to get the job done, um, which has been, you know, the kind of thing that we've been used to with, uh, with various generations previously, but not going to work today. And many of these people are also going to be are the managers of tomorrow. I mean, within 10 or 15 years from now, most of these people will, that are that are in the organization will out and easily outnumber the, the previous generations. And so they will automatically be including this uh, style or this culture in, in, in companies that they're involved in. As managers, they will make those changes with their staff. But that makes that means that uh, certainly the baby boomers become totally re redundant at that point, and probably realize that and feel a bit insecure about their positions. But if they make these changes now, it could make a huge difference to the to the um, enjoyment factor that people should have in any business, even if it's really hard work. Everybody wants to belong to a winning team, and these seem to be the elements that make up the, uh, the, the criteria for being part of a winning team. Thank you very much, Gary, for, uh, for sharing your, your vision and your uh, experience in, in, you know, over the last few years um, in, in the company that you're in. And uh, I think it says a lot for an organization like yours where you have this awareness. Many top-level management don't even recognize it. They just see the, the younger generations as being a nuisance, an entitled generation who just want to take over and not do the work. Well, that's just not good enough today. And you're far above that, and I really appreciate it. Thanks for being with us. Thank you, Terry.